you think that we should avoid governing and making laws in society with one another so that suffering can be brought about by evil men so that we can rely on the gospel more? Yes. <laughs> no, do you honestly believe that? Andrew, how are you? Dude, I'm pretty good today. Just getting in the getting into fall, getting my pumpkin spice on. Dude, I love pumpkin spice. You gave me a coffee with a, yeah. with a pumpkin on it. Some that mug. Leaves. What is it about? I white? got that mug from Michael's. It's a it's a pretty pretty uh, fall mug. Yeah, no, I love stuff like that. Are you are you like a home goods guy, like a, a Marshalls guy? Do you enjoy dude only using those type of stores? Dude, only only around dude only around the fall. Uh, this is this is something that's not cool and it's not very manly of me to admit. But around the fall. I will all pop into a Home Goods or I'll pop into it wait, wait, with wait. Katya. It's okay, okay. Okay, I was just gonna say. No, 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 is, not by is, myself. Is okay, not okay. by myself. No, 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 no. I just picture you with your hands in your pockets, yeah, yeah, struggling yeah. <laughs> on. Well, I found myself in Home Goods. What am I doing here? Yeah, yeah. No, Katya. Katya has to be there. But uh, but if Katya is there, I feel like I have permission now. Sure. I have permission now to go into Home Goods. Do you act uh, like you're like, ah, oh, man? I guess we'll go. But you're really no, 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 no. She and I, she and I are like, <laughs> she and I are like, you want to go? Uh, let's just see what see what's at my. Michaels, you want to go check out Michaels? Nah, yeah, yeah. Yo, one time Bree made fun of me because I was like, I think I said something like, I was talking about this guy on Instagram, and I was like, he's a really good follow. You're <laughs> like, that's a really good find. <laughs> oh, she was making fun of you for that? Yeah, it's fun. he's a great follow. Oh, what a, what a great follow. Um, but yeah, no, this weather is life, man. What is it about white people who just love fall? What what is that? Dude, I like... Is it because, like, our ancestors are from, like, cold climates and, like, Europe or, like... Uh, well, dude, for us, I think it's the fr- Atlanta. Like, Atlanta in particular. Heat, yeah. Oh, dude, Atlanta in particular. But um, I have always said, and this is going to make me sound like even more of a basic white girl, I have always said people love summer, people love spring and winter, but I am calling out all the fake fall lovers. I love fall more than anyone. So I am. I love fall more than anyone, and I will fight you on it. It's the and whitest thing ever. <laughs> you know how you know a white person loves fall? How? So they'll tell you. So. So anyway, guys, we got a fun episode for you. <laughs> anyway, uh, that is not that is not what we're talking about. So this episode is going to be super interesting. So Danny and I have often discussed um, <clears throat> what would a Christian government look like? How what what should a Christian's approach to of uh, government and and what kind of a government should Christians support? And so you've obviously got Acts, um, you've got ancient Israel, um, you've got like a lot of examples, and then you've got people who've tried to do theocracies. And so we thought it would be interesting to look at some of the key passages and talk about like, so the first part we want to talk about is like, what is the ideal? Like, what would the ideal Christian society be like? And, and you know, even if would Christians, you know, well, yeah, what would the ideal Christian society look like? And then secondly, application today. So like in our context of America, what should what should Christians relationship with the government be like today? And so, um, Danny, you want to kick us off by reading a key uh, passage? Yeah, what are we doing? Mark? Yeah. So we're going to read Mark 12, 14 through 17. So this is kind of a key passage for understanding uh, Christians and, and government. Just to give you an overview, anyone who listens to like the first five minutes, we're going to talk about what would a Christian government look like? Are we called to have a Christian government? Is that what we want? Mm-hmm. And ultimately at the end, so it's really three parts. What does a Christian government look like? 
uh, or what does the kingdom of God look like? Mm-hmm. How would a Christian government best model that? Mm-hmm. Are we called to have that? Is that what we should be looking for, mm-hmm. uh, looking to implement? And then finally, being that we currently do not live in that world, that we mm-hmm. live in a world with secular governments, what is the Christian's role to partake or not partake uh, within that government itself? So you said Mark 12, 14 through 17. <clears throat> And they came and said to him, teacher, we know that you're true and do not care about anyone's opinion. That's hilarious. For you are not swayed by appearances, but truly teach the way of God. Is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar or not? Should we pay them or should we not? But knowing their hypocrisy, he said to them, what y'all talking about? He said, why put me to the test? Bring me a denarius and let me look at it. They brought him one and said to them, and he said to them, Whose likeness and inscription is this? They said to him, Caesar's. Jesus said to them, render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's and to God the things that are God. And they marveled at him. Boom. This is the reading of God's word. Boom. All right. And I'm going to read Romans 13, one through. Um, Wait, was that you saying like you dropping a bomb? Like <clears throat> that was part of your argument proved? No, I'm saying Jesus dropped a bomb. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> uh, so Romans 13, 1 yeah, through 7. Yeah, just real, real quick. What if somebody like read a passage? What if you had like a debate, a political debate or something with your friend, and then like somebody read a passage, you're like, boom! Oh! <laughs> just assuming that the Bible supports what you said, you're like, dude, we can right. contextualize this. Right, 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 right. Assuming that it, that it was supported by argument. <laughs> right. But like not to add any context, but like, there it is. It's in the word of God. He, he, said, he said everything you did. He said everything you did. Um, you got it. Romans 13, 1 through 7. Oh, this is NIV. I'm not, I don't have the energy wow. to switch it to ES, ESV. It's wow. fine. All right. Let everyone be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. Consequently, whoever rebels against the authority is rebelling against what God has instituted. And those who do so, do so will bring judgment on themselves. For rulers hold no terror for those who do right, but for those who do wrong. Do you want to be free from fear of the one in authority? Then do what is right and you will be commended. For the one in authority is God's servant for your good. But if you do wrong, be afraid. For rulers do not bear the sword for no reason. They are God's servants, agents of wrath to bring punishment on the wrongdoer. Therefore, it is necessary to submit to the authorities, not only because of possible punishment, but also as a matter of conscience. This is also why you pay taxes, for the authorities are God's servant who give their full time to governing. Give to everyone what you owe them. If you owe taxes, pay taxes. If revenue, then revenue. If respect, then respect. If honor, then honor. Okay, so those are some of the key passages. You know, another one I didn't mention here was like Acts 4.32 that all the communists like when it says, uh, and they owned everything together in common. <laughs> so yeah, Acts 4.32 those says... communist Christians. Yeah, so Acts 4.32 says, um, you know, they... And they, they they were all blessed together, and they owned everything in common. You don't want the federal government selling your. I love how you skimmed by that passage. <laughs> no, read that passage. <laughs> okay, dude, I'll read it. I'll read it. I'll read Jeez, it. I'll read it. Yeah, you know the whole axe thing, like sharing stuff and loving one another. Yeah, you know that whole thing. Uh, okay, so axe. Worth but the- I'll put a caveat on that to 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 give <clears throat> you, not defend your point, but to give your side a level of validity to not your side but what i know you're feeling about that is that that's not 
government. I don't think that's not about government. That's about how Christians should treat each other. Yeah. So I think that that's a, we're bringing that up, but it's loosely. You you don't even have to read it, man. Because like yeah yeah, I'll read it. I'll read it. Okay. So now the full number of those who believed. So this is right like right after Paul had kind of established the church. Now the full number of those who believed were of one heart and soul, and no one said that any of the things that belonged to him was his own, but they had everything in common. Um, common commune. Com- yeah, <laughs> that was plain. So okay, so so given so given those passages and like we've we've talked about. Um, so what was the first point you want to talk about? Like what what would a what would a Christian like should should Christians be concerned with well, the government. What, like, what is the kingdom of God? Right. Cause Jesus, because because Jesus... because I think that um and this is something that I have, you know, years now into the faith, um had I think just begun to realize it and like when when I first got saved and I'm hearing about the kingdom of God and all these things, a lot of it like I think of it like esoterically in the sense of like yeah, the king, like heaven and mm-hmm. the new earth and like awesomeness mm-hmm. and like Jesus and all these things. Like, But when Jesus said that uh, I will establish my church and the gates of hell will not be able to prevail against it, when he mm-hmm. talks about his mm-hmm. p- building his foundation on Peter, when, you know, <clears throat> when he talks about defeating, when Paul talks about him defeating sin, making a public spectacle of the principalities, just now, and even being deep in Ephesians, man, he, he's talking about governing bodies. Like, there's a reason that Paul's using, like, strongholds. Like, don't give the demonic, don't give the devil a stronghold. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. the same way World War II, he's using, like, Rome and, like, the put on the armor of God. He's using, like, red commentary that he was around probably a lot of Roman guards. And he was using, like, military language to a degree. Don't give the enemy a stronghold. Mm. So, I say all that to say... The kingdom of God, I think that we've, we, 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 it would, it would be, it would, it would benefit us greatly to, to begin to really, it's benefited me greatly to begin to realize that it's, it's a thing that exists now that Mm -hmm. the church is building, that Mm -hmm. Jesus is the head of, that's spiritual, Mm -hmm. that manifests itself in the natural, in the world that we're in as well, the imperfect world that we're in. But it's not just about being a good Christian and being Christian to people, it's governing it's a spiritual governance that we are a part of. I don't know how to really explain that, man. But oh, you're saying it's like an alternate government that has nothing to do with the the, the world's government. Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, and, and yeah. not that like. I don't think necessarily that can manifest itself into like a government. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, yeah, it's a spiritual thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so what is the kingdom of God? What do you? That's my best. <laughs> completely. All over the place yeah, version yeah, is that yeah. it's a spiritual kingdom where when we're talking about the spiritual realm, Christ is the head. He's uh-huh. he's he's so far above and beyond, infinitely more yeah. than the head. He's won. He's defeated death and sin. Yeah, and we in him are partakers in that, and we are here on this planet for the time being until he comes back to build his church and spread that spiritual kingdom, so that when all things do come together and when yeah. he does come back, you know. That Dude, that's got me excited about it, man. God, that's good. Come on back, Jesus. <laughs> um, dude, yeah, it's like um, so so you think about stuff like my kingdom is not of this world, right? Jesus saying things like that. You think of like he talks a lot about the world, the world, and the, you know the world, the flesh, and the devil are like the enemies of of the Christian. And so 
we know his kingdom is not of this world, but we also know um, um, nothing will prevail against it. So there's never been a time where, so we can look at all of history and know that like true Christianity has never died out, right? It's always continued in, in some degree, even when like the Catholic church, which, which I don't think, I don't think it's Christianity. I think it's a perversion of Christianity. But even when the Catholic Church was huge, there was still like a faithful remnant of people who like really did. Um, you mean the Catholic Church or the Roman Catholic Church? Um, I don't mean I don't mean Catholic in the sense of the worldwide church. I mean like the Roman Catholic okay, Church. Just yeah, to, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. <clears throat> so so yeah so yeah right. There's the kingdom of God, and and I was also this was all interesting. I was reading. Um, Augustine wrote this book called City of God. And I was just reading a quick like synopsis on. Yeah. Have you heard of it? Uh, no, but I've <clears throat> recently kind of explored Augustine more, and I need yeah. to. Yeah, and so his his whole thing was basically in like 400 or 300, Rome started getting attacked by outside forces. Yeah, and um, everybody was saying, you know, oh, Christianity is to blame for Rome going down and all this stuff, and and actually. I think it was like in 380, um, Christianity became the the state religion of Rome. And so, dude, isn't that, it's kind of crazy to think about, like, what if America, like, everybody kept becoming Christian and becoming Christian? Like, what if it was going backwards? Like, instead of going backwards the way it is now, what if it was going forwards where it was like, oh, dang, America, like, became a Christian nation over time, you know? Yeah. Like, that's what happened with Rome. But it was also, but that was also, like, the downfall of Rome. And was the fact that they became Christian, so they could no longer. I mean, I think like Rome's abusive practices was why their empire grew so big. And when they quit abusing people and they became more Christian, like the, it was, it was destined to fall apart. Yeah, you know, it's kind of one sure. of the reasons like Rome fell. But City of God, Augustine wrote um, to to say basically that the the whole argument of the book is that um, the City of God is is like a good thing, and it's and it's and it runs counter to the world. And so, like, Tim, Tim Keller talks a lot about two cities. So he's like, there's the city of New York, and then there's, like, the spiritual city of God. And so, like, they're, they're on top of each other, right? They exist in the same place, but they're, like, two very different kingdoms with two very different, like, goals you know, happening. And so... Yeah, like, not against <clears throat> flesh and blood, but against principalities. Yeah, yeah. Fight. Yeah, So, sure. um, And to your point, I just wanted to say as well, uh, yeah, the church has outlasted every mm-hmm. single form of government on this yeah. planet. Like, yeah, yeah. There's not an empire mm-hmm. that exists, right? Even like in Asia, there's no like no. Chinese, like there's no, like there's not an empire that exists still. Yeah. Or an, no. even maybe a nation state. Yeah. Well, no, there's a state that exists. I'm sure there's a country that's still around, but like, <clears> it's like not a, not a consistent, <clears throat> like, Every form of government across, yeah. like in in, a, in the modern world at least, yeah. has been rearranged or toppled or yeah. overthrown or revolutioned or something. Yeah, but not yeah. the church. Yeah, no, I can't think of anything yeah. <clears throat> because it would have to be something that from and the very God. It, it would be it would have to be something that from the very first time it was started, it still exists to this day, and that's not true of yeah. anything. Um, okay, so so we're talking about so there's like the kingdom of God. And there's the kingdom of God and the kingdom of the world, and they're like in parallel together, kind of existing in the same space. And then, so what's so so should Christians? So the question is, should Christians attempt to, um, sh- should they merge with that city? Is there a way of like becoming like a city, like like or, or is there a way of bringing this like kingdom of God to Earth and like making it happen on Earth? You know. And like, is that inherently like a failed 
uh, attempt, you know, because because it's like it, it like doesn't it, like so it, like on earth as it is in heaven. Yeah, <clears throat> but but doesn't it like it works better? Doesn't I feel like Christianity works better when it's like it kind of thrives in like uh like like um persecution. You know, it definitely thrives in persecution, and it thrives when like it's it's in a society that's not all Christian. You know, so it kind of it kind of thrives when there's something to counterbalance it against. Like if we were like like I think anytime Christianity has become like, oh, we're all Christians here, like it's become there's something wrong with it. You know, it's like inherently it, it's like they're they're That's really interesting. You know, it, it's like there inherently has to be movement That's to it. Really interesting. You know, it's like it's like it's like water. I, so I would say that like. I think that it maybe not. When you say thrives, I think the word I would use is, because you bring up, that's interesting. I think that it's more, uh, I don't think accentuated. Is, it's more noticeable because mm-hmm. I don't believe that anybody with, without the hope of the gospel can suffer as well as someone that truly believes in the gospel. That mm-hmm. even if you mm-hmm. completely mutilate me and destroy me and whatever you do to me, <clears throat> no matter what, I'm going to wake up in the Father's arms. Like, yeah. Uh, when you're when you see really heavy suffering and you see the type of uh endurance and uh steadfastness that the gospel that only the gospel gives you mm-hmm. then i think that christians stand out more um mm-hmm. you know yeah. um i i don't know if I don't know if I'd call it. Th- I guess you could say use the word thriving, mm-hmm. um, but I also want to be careful not to say that you need terrible tyranny in order for the mm-hmm. gospel. Mm-hmm. The gospel will still be the gospel, even if you're yeah. in, um, you know, because the gospel is not for it, it. The gospel, the gospel will help you keep your faith and push through tyranny. Mm-hmm. But it's not mainly for that. The gospel is to reconcile your spirit, your, you as a person, back to the Lord. And right. even if you're in Vermont, in the <clears throat> you know milk toastest you know suburban town ever, and, yeah. you're, and you're, you're, you live in the nicest community ever, if you're without Christ, the gospel is still just as much to you as it is as a starving person somewhere on the other planet. So you yeah. need Christ just as much as they do. So yeah. I think that. Um, I think it's 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 more noticeable when suffering's happening, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't say that it's like you need it to like be the gospel. And I know you. Don't oh 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 yeah yeah yeah. You're saying you're saying you're saying. Uh, or to even see how how well Christians. I don't know. Yeah, you're saying you're saying uh, it, it, Christianity thrives when it has enemies, but it doesn't need enemies to have value. Exactly. Yeah yeah. Okay, I've got this sentence that I wrote down earlier. So, um. Uh, so we were asking kind of what would the ideal Christian government look like? Let me ask you this. Does God get more glory solely by people getting saved or does God get more glory by people following his laws? And I asked that because mm. do you remember, do you remember when I was, uh, I was saying, well, the kind of government I want is anarchy because a lot of people would get saved and there was anarchy, but also America is kind of nice too. And it's kind of nice that there's order and we have streets and plumbing and, all those things. And so do we transform American culture so that it's like, so that more people are following God's law? Is he more glorified by that? Or if we just nuked everything back to the, like a fallout situation where we nuke everything back to the stone age 
and we're like living in camps and like because because my argument is um if there was anarchy a lot more people would get saved because they would see the difference that christianity makes like which is which is to some degree how the how the early roman church was like there was squalor, there was all kinds of persecution and human rights abuses going on in 30 AD, and people saw, wow, Christians take care of each other, Christi- Christians are different, Christianity really shined brightly like a light because it was so different than what the rest of the world was doing, whereas in America, you don't really see the difference that Christianity makes anymore because it's this kind of, you know, because people have enjoyed the benefits of a Christian nation kind of for so long that you don't see oh man, this is really different than like, so So my argument is we need to go back to anarchy because, or anarchy is a society where the most people would get saved because they would see the difference that Christianity makes. What do you think? Did we need to go back to anarchy? Yeah, what no, do you think? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought we were, I thought that was going to be like the, the last thing we talked about. <laughs> Yo, I thought we were gonna build to that. Uh, what, let's get to no, that. No, let's just so, get, so, let's so, get right into. No, well, no, let's we'll get to that. Okay, um, okay, okay. That's and that's the most interesting conversation okay. for me. But so the kingdom of God, we both agree is spirit. That's hilarious. We both yeah. agree is spiritual. Um. Okay, what would let's talk about theonomy first. What mm-hmm, would okay. uh? What would like uh? What what has rather mm-hmm. humans? attempting to implement Christian law looked like over the last yeah. 2000 years. So it's been, it's been rough. It's been um, awesome, right? Yeah. It's worked out great. Okay, dude, I will say, okay, so pure. So probably the best example we have is Puritans who came to America looking for, to express their religion and their, you know, you know, they, they were being, they were being beaten down by the church of England. They murdered native Americans. Well, yeah. Enslaved well, black people. Yeah, that was actually not so much the Puritans. I know, I know, and actually the uh, the church were the original abolitionists. So I'm just yeah, yeah. Our time. Um, it, it was like I think what happened with it when everybody came to America was like you had a lot of people seeking fortune and like trying to start over and like like you just had a lot of terrible people come to America. Who did the Salem witch trials though? Uh, it was it was an offshoot of the Puritans. Yeah, <laughs> they, they, were, they were not perfect. They were not. Per- <laughs> Would you say this is a whole other? Would you say that they had the gospel? That they knew the they do that they knew the living God. They knew the Lord. Oh yeah, absolutely. The problem is the problem is dude. It's hard for me, man. Yeah, yeah. And the problem is let's not let's not we can't paint them. Um, look, the Puritans. Uh, um, Spurgeon loved the Puritans. Jonathan Edwards was a Puritan. Like the Puritans are awesome. They were all about like getting finding their true joy in the Lord and like getting everything from him. And so when you read the Puritans, like they're incredibly deep, awesome people. I think their flaw is that they can appear to us to be like a little bit legalistic, but like everyone, you know, everyone has a, has a blind side. Every culture is, is blindsided in some way, but they were, man, those people, they were so devoted to like their appreciation of the Lord. And they went so deep in the scriptures and dude, they were—I mean, they were awesome. And and and, but yeah, legalism too was part of it. I think. Okay. So. <clears throat> okay. So that um, what would you say the worst <clears throat> example of theonomy? And what is? Can you give me the definition of theonomy? Yeah, yeah. Possibly? So so, 
as far as I could tell, theonomy, so theonomy is like God's law, and theocracy is like rule, is more like God rule. Yeah, Yeah, theocracy is God rule. Theonomy is God law. And so theonomy is ideally running a society on God's law. Theocracy is a society run by God. And we can't have a society run by God because God doesn't want to run societies. Right, he wants us to run it. Yeah, he wants us to run it. And so... Any like I think Saudi Arabia and like right is, is like a theocracy. It's obviously an Islamic theocracy, but it's <laughs> right. a but it's a theocracy. But um, uh, so which so, is almost a, in and of itself a theocracy mm-hmm. is a contradiction mm-hmm. or a paradox, right? If you just said that God doesn't want to run mm-hmm. society, mm-hmm. um, he wants us to run it, mm-hmm. then is a theocracy even what he wants? No, I don't think. I don't think so either. Yeah, the the only the only society. my kingdom is not of. You already said it. My kingdom is not of this earth. Yeah, yeah. So I I think I'll just but we'll just let's just get straight to it. Uh, I don't think that. Um, and I know you don't think this. We've talked about this. That uh, theocracy is what we're called to establish, mm-hmm. what we're called to implement. I think mm-hmm. humans have done a terrible job. I think even Christians have done a terrible job mm-hmm. throughout the millennia, mm-hmm. uh, two millennia since Christ, of trying to establish governments that rule quote-unquote based on the god i don't see how you can establish a government right now based on the gospel Mm -hmm. um and when i say that i'm not saying that you shouldn't if you're in politics in your and you and you are a follower of christ that you shouldn't be influenced by your convictions Mm -hmm. and may and Mm -hmm. push to make laws about your convictions Mm -hmm. but Establishing a rule of law, like what is it, a theocracy mm-hmm. where everyone must obey this book and holding mm-hmm. a Bible, uh, right. I don't see in the scriptures where we're called to do that. Uh, a lot of, a lot of um, certain reformed uh, uh, theonomists like uh, Jeff Durbin or James White or maybe mm-hmm. Doug Wilson mm-hmm. may uh, probably disagree with me on that, and they probably could make a way better argument for mm-hmm. it. But I just, from my limited, you know whatever i i don't see how that is we're called to do that yeah well and and also it's worth it's worth noting that um puritans didn't want to set up a um uh uh puritans did not want to set up a society where everyone was christian yes they wanted to set up the actually, limited the most limited amount of government necessary to right. ensure religious freedom that's that's such a great segue right right what we were talking about on the phone is mm-hmm. like i'm sorry to cut you off yeah, tr- separation. Separation. This this is the thing that's funny is separation of church and state is a pure. It's a church idea. idea. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a church idea because, and I think they said, um, like, hey, we because because they thought, well, hey, we came from England. Right. We don't. We we want to set up a society where yeah. you could have. We a believe in religion. the same God that yeah. you, King, claim to believe in. Yeah, but we know that you're a sinner. We right. know that the person comes after you, even if they're mm. better or worse or better, they're a sinner. So. We no longer want to be ruled by mm-hmm. you because it's really not being ruled by this. So that's my main point. That's what I would say is that when you're in a theocracy, even one that claims to be a quote unquote Christian mm-hmm. theocracy, mm-hmm. you're still being ruled by man because mm-hmm. no man on this earth is going to perfectly govern based on the mm-hmm. word of God. Yeah. Yeah. Look at, hence why Jesus came. Look at the judges. Read Judges, dude. Judges is like the darkest book in the Bible. Yeah. Read Judges when. And it kept saying Israel had no king. And mm-hmm. they wanted a king, gave him a king. That worked out great, except yeah. for that it didn't. 
Yeah. All this stuff happened. So, and then Christ came. So I think the idea that man can govern himself and govern others, the idea that man can govern himself based on the word of God. And when I say that, I mean like laws and actual things on paper. Like mm. you must not commit adultery. You must yeah. not do that. It's like, yeah, I just, again, I don't think that that's, I think it's shown that that doesn't work. And I don't think that we're called to do that. And I think Jesus so much has said that when he's like, it's not of this world. So I, yeah. don't, I don't agree with the, theonomy at all. Yeah. Or, or theocracies, I guess. Yeah. I think theonomy, theonomy, or nobody. What's what's the counter though? What's the counter? None of the, Durbin and none of those guys, Wilson, none of them are for theocracy because theocracy is run by God. Theonomy is run by God's law. So they want they do want a society that is that is run by God's law, but they don't want a society that's run by God because as we've said, it's not possible. What is what does theonomy look like? Maybe I'm not <clears throat> too educated on that. What is theonomy? What, what would a theonomy look like? So what what they keep saying is what they keep saying is like okay, ceremonial law has been put away with because it's fulfilled in Jesus. But what they would say is let's look at the principles in Numbers and Deuteronomy. And even though those those were in an Israel Israeli context from two thousand years ago, let's look at those principles and apply those principles today to figure out what those principles. Because they're saying it's still God's word; it's still God breathed. So those are God's principles for how God would run a government. And so, so essentially, they believe that it's no longer a salvation issue to keep those laws. Oh no, no, no! But no, yeah. But that the law itself, just because basically that Jesus <clears throat> came to save us from sal to, to, to provide us away the yeah. way to salvation without keeping that law which we can't keep however the law in itself is still the best law that's ever been because it's god's law is that their argument yeah gotcha. right exactly right and 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 no no theonomist thinks the, 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 the theonomists still believe in a church versus state separation so the church is still about your like like church discipline and morality they and want a government sin. that models the law yeah, they want they want to they want a government they want like a limited government that is based on Christian principles that kind of like keeps keeps the reins on people to keep people from b- becoming really bad. So to be clear, I'm just trying to defend the theonomists. Yeah, here. for sure. They don't they don't want a government in which everyone has to be Christian and you're breaking a law by committing a sin. That's not that's not the kind of government that theonomists want to set up. Right. Theonomists are saying let's set up a government. Looking at numbers and judges and in the kind of way that God would set up a government, and let's set up a limited, a limited government based on those principles. Church is still where you have relationships and where you have accountability and where is is where your soul is going to get fed and all those things. So they're not they're not saying they're not saying let's let's they they believe in very firmly in government versus church separation separation. So churches for all those churches still going to be church and do church things, you know, accountability and, and preaching and all that. And, and government is just to rein people in generally is what theonomists agree. But they think all the laws that a government has should be based on like Old Testament Israel uh, concepts. But is that a separation? Yeah, no, it, no, it, it is a separation because think about the things. It seems like a jointing. <clears throat> well, a joining. Well, if my if the laws that I implement are based on uh, a religious doctrine, because uh-huh. if we're looking at it secularly, that's what the Bible is. I don't believe I believe it's mm-hmm. the word of God. Mm-hmm. Well, I believe it's both. I believe it's a religious doctrine that it's the only one that is actually the word of God. Mm-hmm. But if we're looking at government as a separation, well, then we have to look at government as a secular entity. So mm-hmm. is me not basing the laws in that secular entity 
on a religious doctrine, is that not a joining of church and state? How is it not? It's right. There's what they would say is church and state are separated, but state is still governed by God. So, because the function of the church is different than the function of the state, but they, but they but they would say the state is still highly informed by how God would run a state. But so it's by it's by their view of what they believe is how God would run it, right? According to how He did with Israel, right? But that's yeah. not separation. That's joining of the old Judeo Christian belief and state and, and, and well, state. Okay, to put it simply, I think what they're saying is like. DMV parking tickets, yeah. don't speed. That's government. Yeah. Uh, uh, accountability, going to church every Sunday. You know. Um, well, I remember when talking uh, about sin and salvation and like getting into your heart and like the things going on with us personally. Yeah. That's the job of the church. Well, so so so, <clears throat> I've heard Jeff Durbin, um, who's very reformed mm-hmm. and uh, I believe is kind a- of an a hole too. Uh, yeah. Talked about that earlier, like yo, hardcore reformed Calvinists. I agree with like ninety percent of their theology, but they're like not nice guys. They're not nice. Guys. A lot of them not, not nice. say that. Not nice. They're just a little hardcore. Like it's like yeah. I was joking with Andrew earlier. I'm like they're kind of unlikable. <laughs> I was joking with Andrew earlier. Like, do you ever notice like a Calvinist? Like he knows that he can't say that you're not saved if you're not a Calvinist, but he yeah. really wishes yeah, 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 that yeah. that was the yeah, case. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? No, you could tell but people But he knows who are, he, like, he has yeah, enough yeah. good theology that yeah, he knows yeah, he yeah, can't yeah, say that. Yeah, though. yeah. So no, like, for yeah, the most you're a part, brother in the Lord. I yeah. am. I, I do consider myself like kind of a Calvinist, but I agree that most people who want to talk about Calvinism would absolutely love if you weren't saved if you didn't <laughs> yeah, believe in Calvinism. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... Gritting your teeth, saying yes, an Armenian yeah, is a brother yeah. of the Lord. It's it's yes. like it's like it's like like I shouldn't I shouldn't like no Christian should like the idea. You know, if it is true and if Calvinism is true that God selects some for wrath and some for glory, no Christian should like no human should like that idea, right? Nobody should like the idea of people being destined for hell. Right, and I think and so. Be, and so I think what you're yeah. saying is. Calvinists sometimes seem to like like it's it, almost like which is the, weird. The sinful man, the, the flesh, almost like begins to take delight, yeah, in the yeah. fact that you're one of the chosen ones, yeah. And uh, my understanding, <laughs> right? My I get to judge angels. <laughs> <laughs> Just that pose says it all. <laughs> yeah, man, like. I'm gonna uh, judge angels. Like, <laughs> yeah, it should break your heart for someone. Yeah. Anyway, that's a whole other conversation. But um, it is funny how, like, dude, even for like a guy who like leans left sometimes or progressive on certain things, ninety mm-hmm. percent of my theology agrees with like reformed. I'm bare. I'm mm-hmm. pretty conservative when mm-hmm. it comes to like that. Like my theology. Like I'm. I'm I'd say I side reformed. I side with a lot of Calvinist leaning stuff, mm-hmm. but them them they themselves are at least the loudest voices. They just mm-hmm. seem to be very uh, seem to lack some of the what is it in Revelations two when he's like, "I have this with you. You've forgotten your first one yeah, love." Yeah. yeah, so yeah, they can be kind of douchey. But anyway, uh, but you were talking about um, so Danny was saying how Jeff Durbin, yeah, Jeff Durbin believes that. Let's say that you murder someone. Mm-hmm. He believes, and he said so much, I've heard mm-hmm. him say it about specific situations in the past, that if you murder someone, that 
you because an Im- you as an image bearer of God murdered another image bearer of God that you should be put to death. Yeah. yeah. Now I'm not saying that that's true, not true, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm not here to have an argument or a, tar- a conversation mm-hmm. about capital punishment. Mm-hmm. Or whether it's biblical, let's say that it is. Okay, mm-hmm. obviously it is in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. Is not applying that today a joining of church and state? That's not separation. Oh, uh, so again, how is it's that separation? Not, it's rather? not. It's not joining church and people. People say, in defense of that, I would say, theonomists believe in a very hard separation between what they would call church and what they would call government. They're not that doesn't mean that government shouldn't be informed by God. See, that's I think that's what okay, people what is are really it, what is talking inf- what about. What does informed mean? The Bible. But what okay, but what do you what, what uh, right, no, I know that, but like when you say informed by you mean influenced by? Dude, this is regulated okay. by? We got to go there. Okay, this is this is uh dude, isn't this is the great thing about language is that like people say the same thing and mean two different things. And so like but what do you mean? No, I'm saying I think I think what secular people mean when they say separation of church and state, they mean no God in the state whatsoever. And theonomists never taught that or believed that. They said the church is set up by God, the state is set up by God. Let's govern the state by more broad state principles. Let's govern the church by church principles. That's that's what that's what theonomists and the Puritans meant by separation of church and state. Secular people come along, they hear separation of church and state, and they say, oh, there's no God in the state whatsoever. And theonomists and Christians would, of course, say everything is run by God. It's impossible to not have God in everything. And so do you see what I'm saying? Like separation of church and state as a secular idea to, to, to most secular people means there's no God in the state at all. And, and that's that's like not it's not possible to not have for the Christian. We, 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 you know, for the Christian, like God is in everything because God created everything. So, but okay. All right, fine. We can, we can, yeah, fine. But, but okay. So then I would ask you though, you said that you said you believe in anarchy. So Mm, then it shouldn't be informed by the Bible. Dude, I don't know. See, okay. Okay. And so this, so this gets back to my, this gets back to my problem of like, does God, which does God get more glory by? Does he get the glory by the most people? I think, dude, it's, it's, it's a hard question. Does God get more glory by more people getting saved? Or does God get more glory by a smaller number, number of people following his law and setting up a Christian society? At the end of the day, what does he care about? Just souls getting to heaven? I mean, you could make the argument if that was all God cared about, he would have just sent everybody straight to heaven anyway without human agency whatsoever. And so at the end of the day, what do you think God care? I, I don't know. I, like at the end of the day, which does God care more about? Individual souls getting saved or does he say or care about him himself being glorified through, a, 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 through people obeying his law, whether it's 10 or whether it's 100, you know? You see what I'm saying? <clears throat> yeah, but I mean, I hear you, but I, I I feel like the question for me is, what are people who follow Christ, what are we called to do biblically mm-hmm. with respect to governing ourselves as societies, <clears throat> as governments? You, okay, you're asking... As humans. You, right, you're asking what kind of government should Christians set up? Or are you talking about for church, that church and, government? That and... Being that we're in a secular government, mm-hmm. 
how what type of partaking should we take in that mm-hmm. you seem to be from what we were talking about before the podcast you're like a separatist you think mm-hmm. that you don't believe that like what type of government do you think there should be okay hang on one one thing before we get to that because you brought up you Jeff- freaking anarchist <laughs> <laughs> One thing before we get to that that's interesting because Jeff Durbin, uh, the, the the thing about him thinking people should be put to death. Did you know that all of our common law in America is based off of English common law? And English common law was literally based off of the Old Testament. What is common law? It's like um, it, it's like it's 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 basically like the legal system. Like like English common law defined hey, like I would say that that's a good thing. <clears throat> No, yeah, no, I know it's awesome. But I'm, you, it's awesome. But I do not. But I don't know. But I don't. At the same time, I'm like, <laughs> oh my god, Andrew, Andrew. <laughs> but you know what, dude? I really go back and, dude, I was. Yeah, just be real and tell. tell <laughs> look, you don't. You can say what we were talking about on the phone, okay. and you don't have to fully commit yourself to it. But yeah, just yeah, tell, yeah. Tell, yeah, like, yeah, Let yeah. us know. I don't know what I believe, guys. Let the listeners okay. know what, okay, what okay. goes through your mind. Okay, <clears throat> okay. Imagine we're, we're, we're just talking. Okay, about okay. Imagine a scenario like this. There's a desert landscape. Mad Max. Yeah. <clears throat> Imagine there's a, de- a desert landscape and a and a giant uh, a giant piece of metal is the front gate to the to the compound that all the people are safe in and they t- and they turn a crank and drive a school bus to raise up the gate to let new marauders oh in. And 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 there's and there's a fight for scarce resources and food. This is awesome. And there's guns and ammo and there's spikes and there's dust and people are dying. Now imagine in that scenario, if you had a society where people actually cared for the sick, they took care of each other, they believed in the dignity of human life. Like how attractive would that society be compared to just roving bands of marauders? Obviously, the Christians are going to need to defend themselves. Because loving your neighbor is going to be it, it is um, loving your neighbor, and as Paul says, particularly those inside the community of faith. That's what Paul says. We should do good to everyone, but particularly those in the community of faith. And so, Christians, I think, would have the right to set up, you know, AK forty sevens and defend ourselves in some kind of a um, in some kind of a um, complex, you know, where we where there is shalom and we like have um, healthy community and healthy life, you know, whether it's, whether it's a huge city, I don't know how big it's going to be, but I think the difference that Christianity makes would never be more stark and obvious than, than in an, in a society that was completely given over to anarchy, but it would also lead to a lot of people getting saved because people would see the difference that Christianity makes. So that's why I argue that anarchy is the society that would lead to the most Christian conversions. But also, America is really good too. Um, America's great. Everybody loves America. But that would be, you know, you know, do we push American government more towards like Christian principles, which like, you know, so dude, that's the question. And Man, after watching a couple of videos of Theonomous last night, I was kind of like, dude, I kind of like this. I kind of like this Theonomy thing. So, dude, I can't decide. I can't. I can't decide. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going back and forth on it, whether I want anarchy or whether I want Theonomy. <laughs> <laughs> I can't decide whether I want no rules or rules based on a, a you know. A, so, so let me ask you a question. So, you, th- you think that tyranny? Mm-hmm. And chaos mm-hmm. 
is how the most souls are one to God. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you think that as believers, we would be... We would band together. We, 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 no, but you think that as believers, we should... If that is true, then, then if that's what that result is, mm-hmm. then we should want to abolish all forms of government and let tyranny take over on this planet. Well, except for, except for Christian, except for the church, that's the only form of government I would want, is, is we would be a church taking Here's care of each other. Here's the problem with that, man. You need government, even secular government, to establish, this is why the Constitution is such a beautiful thing, to establish laws that protect human beings, whether they're Christians or not, from government, from becoming like mm. North Korea. Because guess mm. what? The gospel is not thriving in North Korea because mm. it can't. Mm. Or I don't want to say the gospel can't, but like it's not because it's, it like, it's the most walled-off place on the planet. Like... Those people have never heard the gospel, mm-hmm. um, uh, the, and and the reason for that is because of tyranny. Mm-hmm. So you do want law. So I don't agree that be, when it's when it's a horrible situation, idealistically, North Korea doesn't prove that anarchy is a bad idea. No, well, let's be clear: anarchy always leads to tyranny. You're not going to have a like anarchy is a philosophical concept, mm-hmm. but it's never going to be a sustained thing. You're never going to have a bunch of humans and everybody just does what they want. Eventually, mm-hmm. the guy with the most guns or mm-hmm. the biggest team or the most money or the most power, or whatever, mm-hmm. is going to rule things. Mm-hmm. Anarchy will never be. You'll have systems where there may be unchecked like zones and mm-hmm. like whatever, and mm-hmm. where like people are going crazy and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, you're still going to have, like, men are going to rise to the occasion, good mm-hmm. and bad, mostly mm-hmm. bad, and are mm-hmm. going to rule over people. Mm-hmm. Obviously, right? Unless we also have a Christian band. What do you mean? Christian. What happens when the, but what happens when the guy <clears throat> destroys... So, so you think that the Christians should... What happens <clears throat> when the guys destroy that Christian band? Or they, they say, hey, you can't have those Bibles. Martyred. We got martyred. Dude. So, you, know? <laughs> <laughs> you, you would rather be martyred... Then, okay, let me ask you a question. Do you think that Paul mm-hmm. would rather have been martyred for the faith or rather a Christian be martyred for the faith or rather the government of Rome, which they eventually did, but in his time, say, you know what? We're going to stop killing and murdering you Christians. We're going to let you do this and we're going to let you tell other people and we're going to open up travel routes for you too. And we're going to make that legal too. What do you think Paul would rather have practically? Well, we kind of have his own, his own, in his own writing, he said, he said, Man, I'm really torn. Do I want to go now and be martyred, or do I want to wait and be martyred later? Well, no. He was talking about the idea <laughs> of being with the Lord in death, yeah. Versus, uh-huh. versus, but he wasn't making an uh, argument about it's better to be martyred, though. He he wasn't. He, in some ways, he was like, it's kind of better to go now because I get to be with the Lord, right? But he was making an argument about whether death, being with the Lord, is better mm-hmm. than still being here to benefit other people. The mm-hmm. conversation okay. that we're having uh-huh. is. Uh-huh. Dude, you don't want anarchy. You don't want people to be able to come in this condo right now. Andrew well, lives in a billion-dollar condo, by the way, everybody. You don't want everybody to cut. You don't want it to be legal to come. I don't in want here. anarchy now. I'm saying if we can reset the deck and start over, I would choose anarchy. Yeah, you wouldn't. I would. You would until somebody came over and murdered your family or something. They like wouldn't. That. I'd be ready. <laughs> Yo, this is why I can't talk to you about this stuff. No, you. What happens when you're not ready, or what happens when you are, but you still still have people? People watch the night. We have we have 
we we need a wall Bro, first of all. This okay. is like a video. We game need. Oh yeah, it's dude, totally like, like Christian a video, video enclaves. Like, <laughs> dude, you need to create this game. Dude, th- isn't this a great idea for a Fallout game? 100%. Like, I want like I want a the Christian, Christian enclave. <laughs> the Christian enclave. No, dude. Dude, I want a Christian. I want a dude. Imagine if. A hundred percent of your taxes went to building up the church. Wouldn't Dude, that be incredible? Listen, what you want is what America is the closest thing to what you want, and what we have is a limited form of government mm-hmm. that ultimately secures freedom to practice religious freedom. But then we have, but then we have like a, a bunch of lukewarm Christians and like paganism, like we have today. But that's not. But that's not on the government to. But that okay. But that doesn't mean that you abolish rule of law because of that that's the god that's the church's job to to make christians not lukewarm that's evangelist jobs and and and, and preachers jobs and and and, and christian is our it is our job to to speak truth into a lukewarm uh faith that we find ourselves or society that we find ourselves in but that doesn't mean that we abolish government to bring about t- anarchy to bring about tyranny so that we'll really need how much we love christ how much we need Christ? More people would get saved. I don't, dude. No, more people will get saved when you can travel the world freely and have the funds and the means to spread the gospel. There's we, a reason we do. We do now, and the only and the the places it's growing are the are the are the nations that are that have the hardest lives. We're in love with our flesh in America. We're comfortable. That's our whole problem. Is we're in love with our flesh and we're comfortable here. So you want ultimate suffering. Mm-hmm. You you want so you basically want this planet, and yeah. you believe Jesus wants this planet. To be ultimate suffering, so that mm-hmm. we can rely on the gospel. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> totally. You think that that's what? Because you, he's the only thing that matters. But you think we should inflict suffering, or no? You think whoa, that we? Whoa, no, no, no. Whoa, hold on, hold on, hold on. Not, not inflict. You think that we should avoid governing and making laws in society with one mm-hmm. another, so that suffering can be brought about by evil men, so that we can rely on the gospel more? Yes. <laughs> yeah, no, do you honestly believe that? Yes, because it's going to lead, dude. All I'm asking, all I'm asking. Here is my rubric: What is going to lead to the most people getting saved? Anarchy. No, uh, dude. Look, look at America, dude. Look how many people are not Christians in America. Prosperity does not lead to people there, getting there saved. There are more Christians in America than anywhere else. I think. No, 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 dude. There's more Christians in Africa right now than there are. Well, America. Africa's bigger, right? Well, yeah, there's like there's like three or four hundred million Christians in Africa, and like there's like well, there's only three hundred million people in America, right? Exactly, but um, that's a lot. That's a pretty big percentage of the African population, though. Um, dude, Christianity is is dying in America. It's growing dude. in Asia. It's growing in Africa right okay, now. Okay, but suffering you know? doesn't necessarily produce Christianity. It, it does, but it does in these nations. No, the, the the church thrives in those nations, but that mm-hmm. doesn't mean that like we're called to like want uh, that we're called to like not get to it. The idea that we're the the, the idea. <laughs> well, first let me just let me let me get to the center of your argument because you're going to keep going back to how mm-hmm. are more souls saved? How are more mm-hmm. souls saved? Yeah, right. What do you base that on? I'm 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 imagining. I'm imagining exactly. You're imagining. No, no. <laughs> This podcast is nuts, dude. <laughs> dude, you're you're right. Has it been tested? No, it hasn't been tested. But I'm imagining a scenario in which we like this 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 
enclave would need to be defended strongly, right? We need defense against marauders and against raiders and things like that. But we're also a society that takes in people and takes care of people. And a lot of people are going to want to be a part of it because that's what Christians do. And I literally want my church family to be a respite and an oasis from the world. I don't think that the Lord, and that's what your community should be and your home should be, but I don't think that the Right, Lord, and what I, if it was in the middle of a desert and it was complete Andrew, bleakness I, oh my gosh, around I don't, us? I don't think that... I'm the, just saying it's an interesting I, thought I, experiment, and I think it would lead it to It is an interesting people. thought experiment, but I don't think you should rest your convictions on the fact that the Lord wants his children to basically allow the worst possible suffering to come about on our on each other by evil men so that we can... That's, I don't think that that's how we that's spread just, the gospel. That's just, that's, just, that's just reality happening. I'm not inflicting it no, on No, no, no. You said you believe that. I'm letting, yeah, I'm not, I'm not inflicting it. I'm letting reality happen. I'm letting sinful people be sinful people. Okay. Do you not think that there's a biblical cause to rise up, even if it's not the church, to rise up and defeat evil men? Um, only with the gospel. Okay, so if they're like cool, no, our we're society kill you. would be the gospel. Everyone else's so lost. <laughs> so this isn't this is supposed to say conversation. So if if just so yeah, this is a thought experiment. Hopefully, dude. Even, hopefully, dude. So thank God that's all it is. Literally. Uh, so wait, wait, wait. So so in this in this Mad Max Fallout Christian video game, um, it's my fantasy, dude. Okay, so. What happens? So should you should you kill people? Should you defend people with your church? Only in the name of loving your neighbor. Okay, what's loving your neighbor? If we're attacked by people, loving your neighbor means attacking the people who are going to kill people. But only for the Christians. Mm-hmm. Do you think a Christian is called to defend no, non-believers? No, no. If someone, if someone, if another society wants to peaceably exist somewhere, we don't have an issue with them. No, but I mean, like, should you take a non-Christian in? Oh, absolutely. That's how we get converts. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we build our team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine a Walking Dead. Imagine yeah, yeah. a wa- it's 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 imagine a Walking Dead scenario. You take people in who don't have guns. You take people in. Who- I don't think that God needs the world to be the heart- most horrible place that it could possibly imagine to spread His gospel. Uh, if we're talking about the most people getting saved, I don't agree with that. I don't think that's true at all. I think okay. that. I think that. It behooves one to you can you can spread the gospel. You should want as a, as a, as a person on this planet that's a broken planet. I believe mm-hmm. you should want and you should strive for and you should partake in best you can a government that 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 provides the most freedom for mm-hmm. the gospel. Mm-hmm. To and, and a good quality of living too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's the flesh. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, this conversation is nuts, dude. Dude, it's kind of like it's kind of like <laughs> it's kind of like medieval. Um, like everyone would go inside the castle, you know, to get. <laughs> you notice there's a commonality between all these things. We're in a desert. There's a huge metal wall. It's like the it's like the it's like medieval with a castle and like there's a there's an alligator and a boat. Yes, Andrew, if this world were literally a burning fire pit, people would probably be more thankful for the church. I'm totally aware of that. And yeah. yes, I'll agree that there's a reason that people in Islam in those countries that are hard, like the, the really poor ones and the, and the bad ones, mm-hmm. there's a reason that they're mm-hmm. so reverent. Mm-hmm. It's because they're not watered down by secularism and they're not watered right. down, even though they, they worship 
Allah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they they are way they're a lot more reverent in their worship for Allah on a mm-hmm. large scale than we are to uh, the living God of mm-hmm. you know Christ. Mm-hmm. It's because we have you know such an easy standard of living. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I agree with you that like luxury produces lukewarmness. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that you I don't think that the antidote for that is making life or allowing life to become you know what? No <laughs> rules. Let the let let Kim Jong No let, rules just let, right. Let let communists take over let communism take over. Let mm-hmm. whatever take over. Mm-hmm. Let us just let this just be let's get snuffed out and then we're all martyrs. No, I don't mm-hmm. think that at all, dude. Mm-hmm. And the theonomists, here's the thing. Theonomists believe the exact opposite of that. They believe Oh no, I know. Okay, I'm just letting you know, like, but I don't. Well, think- well no, no, no. You wouldn't like Theonomist even more. Well, I don't like Theonomist. I mean, I'm not sure how I feel about Theonomist. Dude, you're not Theonomist. want to literally take the government and they want to get Christians in places of power in the government so they can make the government Christian. That I have. I don't. I well, that's don't, the exact I, opposite of what you want. No, I know. I don't like it. I don't like it. Wait, but I don't know, dude. I, I, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah. like, no. like, I either want, I either want a Christian-run government. Like pure, like a pure Christian-run government, you either want, which we can't even have so in America. So you either want theocracy or you want anarchy. Theonomy. I want theonomy or okay. I want anarchy. I don't think we've defined that difference well enough. Earlier, theocracy is government run by God. Theonomy is government run by God's law. Okay, what would theocracy look like? Run by God, which we can't have because that? God doesn't want to run a government. But what, is it, what does it look like practically? Before? Uh, Saudi Arabia says they're a theocracy, so they say they're run by God, but really they're run by a book, you know, the Torah. Right. Um, so, so to wait, me, wait, wait. To wouldn't, me that, the- wouldn't that be run by God's law? Right, exactly, but they call it a theocracy. So I'm saying the for theocracy versus theonomy is like it's either over my head or whatever. So theocracy, but like, okay, the only true theocracy was ancient Israel because it was truly actually run by God, right? Like God was the pillar of cloud in the middle of them, you know. Okay, and so and so ancient Israel was a true theocracy. Every other society hasn't been run, truly run by God. It's been run by God's law, and so every other society has been a theonomy. This podcast is going to require so much editing. <laughs> <laughs> this is a fun conversation, though. Anyway, so... Wait, wait, wait. So... <clears throat> Tune in next week as Andrew and Danny further explore the question of what government would Jesus support? <laughs>